Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Listeners, welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 256 for May 10th, 2018. <sighs> I'm one of your hosts, Brian. It's just 256. There is no and. I'm Trevor. <laughs> Extra value for the listeners. <laughs> Trevor, the OCD for Lachi. There's nothing OCD about saying things correctly and not making up words for things we already have words for. Okay, Mr. Flipperosity. Mr. Oh, yeah, I'm exactly. Adriel. <laughs> I'm already drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, already drinking. I'm Adriel. Let's uh, let's go on this. Normally, show. we have Kelly on the show, but we have <laughs> we have drinking woman <laughs> tonight. Last week, pans were off till tonight. Brian's on the beer, and Kelly's on like her third shot in three minutes. What are you doing, <laughs> Kelly? Adriel's got a beer too. Man, I don't even have water. Uh, wow. Well, okay, Trevor. When one of us is talking and you're not listening, you can go get a beer. That? There are no beers here. Well, well, there must be something. Anyway, something. Yeah. Well, you know yes. what? We should get going with the show for real and talk about what we did with guns, which is brought to you this week by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. This week, they have on sale Remington 700 rifles in 223, 300 blackout, and 308 with barrel lengths, barrel lengths varying from 16.5 to 20 inch for $8.99. And those are the SPS tacticals. Oh, yes. Thank you for adding that already. Um, hey, I'm lead host, so I can do it in any order I want. Adriel, what have you done in guns this week? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. I ordered some of those uh, T-1000 flasher targets. Have you guys seen those? Magneto Speed makes them. They're like a little... I thought they were magnetic, but you actually Velcro them to the back of a steel target. So here's your steel target. You Velcro it to the back, and there's a little chunk of... like rubber uh, fiber optic thing that kind of peeks out that you can shoot and it'll take a little like soak up the damage and, and take all sorts of uh, all sorts of shots. And what happens is if you hit the plate, it will flash red. If you miss, it'll flash yellow. So it's kind of interesting because uh, um, we have some of the MGM target uh, flashers. They kind of hang like this. They've got a, a board in front. They've got a board in the back. And if you hit the metal target underneath, uh, the boards move and you get a flash of color from the back. At least that's how they're supposed to work. But that tiny little 55 grain bullet out of a 223 hitting that thing at 300 meters doesn't move it that much. So it's kind of hard to see. Um, now, so we're, we're going to try uh, using some smaller metal plates that should be a little bit lighter and should move a little bit more freely. Um, but this also, because we've ordered all these flashers, we can now um, put any steel target out there. So we could put a big uh, Ipsic sized one. We could do like one of those uh, head box ones where there's lots of different options. Basically, any of our AR500 steel, we can chuck out at 300 meters and uh, boom, it's ready to rock and roll. So excited to see those. Um, um, quick question. You said yeah. that if you miss, it flashes yellow. How does Correct. it know that you've missed? Like, how does it know that there was a shot and there was a miss? I'm It'll it, it senses the snap 
so it has to be nearby. Um, you can you couldn't just like have a have a clear air miss, but uh, it can it's it's listening. It's listening. It can hear your shots. And then if it <laughs> if it hits the metal, then it's like there's enough vibration where it's like okay, you hit it right. Ding. Yeah, fair. Okay, cool. Like to be honest, I don't really want the yellow flash. I'd rather just have like a hit or a not hit. I don't care about a miss or a near miss. But yeah, it's interesting. Yep. Maybe yep. way it's going to distract you. It's going to draw your attention to reinforce that you didn't get something. Just keep shooting until you see the red. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Or you, yeah, you know, you uh, colorblind. Well, definitely have your make sure your spotters aren't colorblind because we'll we'll be still calling out hits. Uh, but this should make it a lot easier than trying to uh, use a spotting scope on a target that's three hundred meters away and look for like a little black dot to appear on a target because sometimes that's all fifty five grains will do at that distance. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those will be cool. I'm good with that. Like, I just won't ever be a spotter if color matters. I just, I, I can do other things. I don't have to spot because I can't. I won't be able to see red on green background. Nope, mm. not gonna happen. They're pretty. They're supposed to be pretty bright. So I'm, uh, I'm curious to see them. Ryan, yes, Are you colorblind. Oh, heck yeah. So you're left-handed and colorblind. Oh yeah. Like you should have been drowned in a sack like a chocolate lab at birth. The only like, thing he's missing is red hair. That's the only thing he's missing. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, well, see, it's possible that the roots are red. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want everything stacked against you in life. You got to diet. Yeah, I have yeah. enough challenges. Look who I hang out with on Thursday nights. It's enough enough of a challenge in life. Well, you hang out with some pretty cool people. Who do you hang out with afterwards? <laughs> uh, there's shot number four all right let's let's turn this into a drinking game for kelly so we can at least get her to pace herself <laughs> no every it's time be by the end <laughs> how about every time uh, kelly says uh, no. things <laughs> uh, stuff like that well, what's, what's important is that the listeners have to play along. So if you're just joining the show now, listeners, you're four drinks behind. Catch up. <laughs> Get after it. <laughs> She's averaging a shot a minute. So, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, we won't last long. Uh, let's see here. Um, so our range uh, just got the 25-meter bay approved for action shooting, which sweet. is sweet. And for our summer matches, they're giving us the whole place. So we're all of a sudden going from like three bays to like five and like lots of room, lots of space. Uh, so we're cranking up the uh, the numbers of attendees and uh, it's going to be great. We're going to run some like big regular matches. Um, I was talking to a guy. I think Rock Cut runs, uh, runs pretty big matches. They're still somewhat irregular, but I think we're going to do like... 60 70 people at our at our regular matches so um pretty big for three gun uh that's gonna be really cool uh we've got oh i've got some <laughs> ccfr calendar stuff uh so I, I think i mentioned last week that uh i won the uh prize for like putting my calendar thing in there and it showed up and it's gonna save mother's day for me because i don't Yay! have time to <laughs> get out and get a mother's day stuff so I got a bunch of like scent stuff as well as some CCR stickers and those, those aren't so, going in the, in the package to my wife. I'm just going to wrap these up. Like I bought them the whole time. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's called a gunny girl calendar. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm gonna, I've got a theory that the majority of the calendars are bought by men. Correct. And therefore the numbers are registered by men. 
Okay. And one of the prizes that you could win was clearly geared towards women, or in this case, men that forget to shop for their wives. So. Fantastic. Fantastic idea. I love it. <laughs> There's, that's some brilliance there, I'm telling you. Yeah. Now, uh, if you're a single dude, you know your SOL, but uh, for, <laughs> for all well, us in the reader. It is one of the only ones that's more geared towards women. So the rest of them are you know, either unisex or, or male oriented. So this one, yeah, Adriel, you, it basically saved mother's day for you. Right. It made me look very thoughtful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's important. It's important to look thoughtful. It's not important yeah. to be thoughtful. It's important. Right. To look it's all about Remember, appearances. It's a perception. Yeah. Perception is reality in this case. Uh, <laughs> true. It is 2018 and yes, perception is reality. Yeah. Um, I am packing up my stuff for uh, for three gun we've got a match on saturday and i'm going to be going and meeting the guys and talking through the uh stages tonight so uh Sweet. that's what i got going on um now i don't know who to go to brian how about back to you crazy um let's see this weekend was fantastic weather for the range it was great it it was perfect and i couldn't go um and it's not really my wife's fault really the section is called what we did this week in guns, not what we would have liked to have done. Well, okay. I got to <laughs> tell you. dreamed in guns. Uh, yeah. Pickings were slim. I thought I was going to get to go to the range on Sunday because I worked my butt off on Saturday and Sunday morning. And, well, that was a mistake because somebody found out I had free time. So, yeah, that didn't work. Anyway, so, no, I didn't do anything. The, the only thing even closely gun-related is I started reading with winning in mind again this week. So, Good. that's it for me. Yeah, found found all my dv or all my audio cds of uh of that and uh the triad and the other one too i don't cool. know if i ever got you uh i think i did get the audio from you i think anyway i have to check my computer and see where that might be that would be copyright infringement no i'm yeah. lending him my backup you're allowed to back oh. up your own original material yeah yeah, that's yeah, sure. It's not so, like it's, it's not filthy. <laughs> yeah, it's not filthy. It's not like we're, we're stealing Millsurp stuff. Oh, yeah. shout out to Filthy. He just brought home a beautiful 1942 Long Branch. I mean, beautiful with the bayonet and the sling in really nice condition. He described it as the nicest Long Branch he'd ever seen. So, why is that a shout out? I don't yeah. know if I sh- shouted well, him out or not, but well. We brought yeah, up Filthy, and him. Filthy just sent me pictures of his new gun. Ah, cool. What are you, the shout-out, please? Get your face hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, knife threatens already. I know. We haven't even wow. gotten and, uh, and Trevor, four or five and, shots in. Come on. And, and Trevor over later in the show. Trevor claims to be sober. We're not sure what he drank before. <laughs> he said he said there's no beer in the house. Now. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. Trevor, would you yes. do <clears throat> Uh, lots of stuff. Um, pretty busy. Started off on Friday with teaching a black badge class in the Miramichi. We were in the classroom from before six until after eleven thirty. A lot of material in that in that in that book, and then we actually um, brought some of the stuff that's in the manual to the range. Depending on where I am. Uh, sometimes I can teach with guns in my hand and I can demonstrate um, malfunctions, for example. Sometimes I have to do it the next day on the range. So we put three or four things, sections from the book to the next morning, and we were still there until 11, 1130 at night. Like Larry and I didn't get to bed until 130. 
and then we were on the range the next day from nine until six o'clock. So long day. Um, had a gun pointed at me first time in a black badge. Whoa. That didn't uh, that didn't work out too good. No. Um, we were a lot of the drills that are in the black badge. I practiced dry in the beginning just to give them opportunities to work on their grip and their stance and their trigger press inside alignment, all that good stuff. And then when it comes to the movement drills, um, I have them do it dry again so I can gauge their comfort level and my comfort level with them moving with a gun. Mm-hmm. And so during the El Prez, um, one of the students, is the it's like the first movement drill. You start facing up range. On the beep, you turn all the way around. When you're squared up to your target, you draw your gun. So uh, it was going good. And then all of a sudden, uh, a one uh, drill, he decided to draw the gun and, and sweep it across my general direction. So um, colorful language ensued. Go button was smashed. And, but yet I didn't, I didn't toss them right away, which I absolutely should have done. I should have just tossed them right then and there. Um, but I had uh, kind of messed up on my instruction. I take some of the responsibility. I know that may sound kind of weak. He's the guy with the gun, no matter what I say or do, he's responsible. But anyway, I gave him a pass. And well, I mean, uh, like you're the, the way you're geared is that you're always looking for self-improvement. So yes. no matter what you always think about, what you could do differently next time, even if the guy sweeps you with a gun. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly, Adriel. Um, what had changed was I suggested on the beep, put your hand on your gun. And then when you turn all the way around, um, <laughs> when you turn all the way around and square to the target, then you can draw the gun and, and fire. Um, on the beep, he drew the gun. All right. That's a no-no. I, uh, I had some words. And on the very next drill, this time he put his hand on his gun and he drew it out of the holster, but didn't point it down range. He just pulled it up and kept it pointed inside the holster, but cleared the holster. So still a no-no. Larry went over to talk to him. And then on the third drill in a row, first he swept me, then he took it out of the holster before he turned. Then on exactly the third time after that, he pulled it out again and then I said, no, I'm sorry. You're done. Go take your gun off. So yeah, I th- that's yeah. not, a, not, not a learning attitude, maybe not a teachable uh, situation where he's at. Right. Cause uh, yeah, he may have been, he may have been getting to the point where it was more than he could handle. I don't think he had a whole mm-hmm. lot of yeah. experience to begin with. Um, it was a long night, a long day. Uh, we were ramping up the, like in the black badge, you crawl, then you walk, then you run. Right. So you always do one thing, then you add something to it. You do one thing, you add something else to it and it builds and builds on your skills all throughout the course. And so his sponge was maybe just getting full and, uh, brain farts were kicking in. So, so anyway, other than that though, um, good class, there was two law enforcement officers in the class. Um, they did, they did good. One of them, their brother was there. He was pretty inexperienced and nervous, but he did good. And there was this one kid who he's from my area, from my club, and I shot number five. Um, I don't know, I don't know where this guy's been, but man, he can get after it. He was shooting a Glock 17, and uh, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. I'm going, but whatever. The last time I saw somebody this prepared for a black badge, it was me. He was. He was ready. He had been dry firing. He had been practicing mag changes. I just made minor adjustments to his group and or to his grip rather, and he got after it. It was awesome to see. So, 
Um, that was uh, Friday and Saturday. Then I sold some guns. I sold those three Norinco 1911s um, because I picked up these bad boys. So I sold off the 1911s and some archery equipment, and I did this. These are 10 Foglio Witness 1911s in 9mm and 45 ACP. The one in 9mm is all done. It's all tuned up. It has uh, all the same. Remember all the STI parts I put on my Norinco? I yep. took them all off and I put them on this one. So this one is all tuned, ready to go. This one is the 45. It's almost ready to go. It just needs a um, spring plunger, spring plug, sorry, because I bought a full-length guide rod, but the wrong spring plug arrived. It has an STI trigger, but it's a long reach, not a short reach. You can see the difference here in the, in the picture. My mm -hmm. fingers are stubby, so I prefer the short reach. And um, so this 45 needs the short reach trigger. And if you look at the magazine um, mag release, they both have Dawson, Dawson threaded mag routine releases, but only the 9mm has the STI button on it. So the 9 is ready to go. The 45 is almost ready to go. I'm going to test fire them this weekend. I'm off to Woodstock to teach another black badge. So pretty excited about those two guns because they're... Uh, they're identical. Well, they're not identical. They're, they're matching, right? They're both Tenfoglio. They're both witnesses, and they both have all the same go-fast parts on it. So um, last night at a gun club meeting, um, yeah, we had our monthly meeting. Uh, I smashed the go button. Lost oh. my mind. Yeah. Oh, it was Oh, it was good. I really lost it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody Why am I made not a... surprised by this at all? Are you going to tell us what you lost your mind on? Yeah. Um, so the... The club has a separate bank account for each of the sections. There's the general club account where the rifle guys get their stuff out of and the uh, range, like we would cut the grass out of that account. Um, general repairs to the facility come out of that account. Then there's the pistol section. So because the pistol section runs SummerSlam, it spends a lot of money, but it also makes a lot of money. So it has its own account. And the 22 program, it's a kids program, they collect money, they pay bills, so they got their own account. And the trap section has its own account. So one guy in the audience says, and it's stupid. Oh, this is what children say. Children who don't understand something and have no concept of how things work call them stupid. Adults, adult, and pose questions and seek understanding. And I said, you think it's stupid? I'm sorry you don't understand how it works. And then he says, it's effing stupid. So my patronizing tone got even more patronizing. That means I was talking down to him. And uh, at one point I told him, if this is the most constructive thing you have to offer, maybe you should just sit there and be quiet or maybe even leave. Like, wasn't having it. And I've heard this from him before. And then his argument was, this is one, we're all one club here, you know? I'm like, yes, we are one club. And having separate bank accounts for the for the sections that are active and pay bills and collect money does not divide the club. Your attitude is what causes divide among the club. Your lack of understanding and banking and calling things stupid. There's a, those are where the problems lie. Not not having multiple bank accounts. Multiple bank accounts don't cause a divide in the club. <sighs> anyway, and this now is I the guy. Why did I what did I say? <laughs> Which part? Uh, so just before the attitude, what are <laughs> it's okay? I don't, I don't know what your problem is. It's not like I said, 
Yeah, no, I'm not going because it could be killed watching. <laughs> I, mi- I missed it too, Trev. I don't think you said anything. I think he's right. making it up. Well, yeah. then Adriel can, yeah. I'm on your side on this one, buddy. Thanks, man. You, you edit then. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was uh, that was yeah, that happened. Uh, then I did uh, been up to some CCFR stuff, and I'm also oh, this is cool, man. I got a, a Facebook message from a listener. Who's like, hey Trev, longtime listener, you still looking for an SVT forty? Why, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I am. He goes, oh, okay, well, I've got an SVT forty and a Finnish Mosin Nagant, and here's what I propose. So I'm going to keep the details of our arrangement between us and keep his name out of it because you know he he didn't say I could use his name or anything. I if I told you guys the details of the arrangement, you would kick me off the show, and call me names and stuff, and so Trevor, yes. Your service is no longer required. Thank you. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor had to, uh, he had to send some like really disturbing pics to the guy as payment. That's why he doesn't want to talk about it. Well, and somebody had my phone last night and they were like, they were looking through pictures and they're like, be careful. You might see a picture of a, you know what on there. And I'm like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. It's not my, you know what? So that was good for a laugh too. Maybe it's different. Yeah. Um, and so this happened. <laughs> Mr. Milserp, Mr. Milserp over here who didn't before ever like SKSs now. And look at this. You Mr. Red Rifle now. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing about collecting red rifles. They're plentiful. And as far as Milserps go, they're still relatively inexpensive. So if you want to get into collecting Milserps, the, the Russian stuff is just shot number six. The Russian stuff is just so much uh, more accessible and affordable. So. Cheap. But this Adriel, if you're looking for cheap, and their ammo is cheap too. Trevor, yes, Trevor, yes. hold on. Can we, we, can we just skip to Kelly bef- so she can do what she did in guns before she falls over? <laughs> <laughs> no, she will. The longer I talk, the more she drinks because she'll get bored and she'll be, you know, day drinking out of boredom. So this happened. Uh, you guys heard before on the show that I had uh, while working at DC Armory had a um, Daria Mark Twelve. Yeah, I was working, uh, you know, like you go to a restaurant, you can't pay your bill to make you do the dishes. Well, that's kind of how Denny and I operate. I've been working there since December and I've never taken a paycheck, but I do take a lot of these guns. So, um, yeah, I had Daria Mark 12 on order. And what I really liked about the Daria Mark 12 was that it had a reversible charging handle, which I think is awesome. You don't have to do the reach over the top or the reach over the bottom like you would with an AK or a VZ or something like that. Keep your hand on fire control and just rack the action on the left side of the gun. That magazine funnel on that thing is ridiculous. I know. So what this is, before the day before the Daria arrived, some Typhoon Defense F-12s came in, specifically the Puma model. And I'm really impressed. Can you turn that again so that I can... There you go. Like, is Which that... Part? No, right there. Just keep it still for a second. I can see Typhoon. Is there an imprint of like a skull on that? Yes. Well, not the skull. You know the um, the soldier's oh, okay. helmet from the Malin Lombe. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, Spartan yeah. helmet. Yeah. There you Spartan go. Helmet. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Spartan helmet is part of their logo, and I'm actually yep. going to fill that in with uh, silver paint pen, like I did on a couple of my ARs and the F12 here. Same thing. So. Yep. Um, it, I don't know if this is MLock or key mod. I don't care. I'm not a hipster. That stuff doesn't impress me. But I do like the fact that it is all cut out because it saves a pile of weight. 
I stripped off everything off of this gun that I didn't want or need or was going to use. Like it had backup sights, threw that in the garbage. Um, it also came with an extra set of 45 degree backup sights <laughs> and they're cool because the sights can come off and you can use them as a 45 degree rail. So if I wanted to put like a scope on this yeah. and an optic on a 45 degree, I could, I can also no, use that. Not on I know shotgun. I never come would. On. I never would. I could also use that mount though, that 45 degree offset on one of my airs. If I want to do that on so, your three gun rifle, that's where you put that thing. You don't, we'll have a whole conversation sometime adriel you and i about the uh philosophy behind 45 degree offset mounts for red dots and scopes anyway um what else can i tell you about this thing the trigger is is uh well the daria came in today so i went to the shop and they're okay oh i'm all over the place squirrel too much sugar <laughs> the daria mark 12 doesn't look as nice as this one doesn't look as cool as this one but that really didn't play a factor for me mm. um the big thing about the Daria Mark 12 was 10 round mags. Apparently you can't get 10 round mags for this, but the Daria mags do work. I do have a Daria 10 round mag here. Of course, they're all blocked to five because this is a semi-automatic center fire long gun. So five round capacity in its original magazine. Right. We need a pistol version of this is what we need. So um, the Daria mags work in this. They drop free. They feed, they lock in, but they don't lock the bolt back, unfortunately. So, um, this was at the shop yesterday when I was there for whatever reason. I can't remember why I went. Oh, well, th my Vortex scope, my Strike Eagle came in, which is also amazing. Um, eight, uh, one to eight by 24. So it'll be a three gun scope and a coyote scope. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks. It's got that beautiful red circle of death illuminated reticle in the middle. It's just awesome. So when I went to pick up the scope, this was there. So I started checking this out and uh, we've, we've had Axors and other Darius and, um, and now this. So when I looked in the case, the Daria comes in a soft case, this comes in a hard case. It's all form fitted and cut out to this. It comes with a fake can. It comes with a pile of screw on chokes like this little thing on the front here. Yeah. That looks like some kind of crazy muzzle brake. That's completely decorative. It does nothing. It's but more it like looks a cool. It looks cool, but I won't run it in a match. I'll just run it for planking in a match. This will be gone, and I'll screw on the appropriate choke that I want for right. that stage. Um, it looks kind of lame with the chokes on. It's just kind of a plain barrel, no muzzle piece uh, whatsoever, right? This gives it that finished kind of cool tactical look. What kind of chokes does it take? Is it like the standard? No, it takes its own, and they screw on over the outside of the uh, muzzle. Not on How the many chokes does it come with? five or six. Really? Oh, you're good to go. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all there. You basically um, need modified and that's it, but it's nice to have yeah. options. True. Yeah. Modified proof cylinder. Those are pretty much the only two I ever use. Yep. Um, actually, what am I saying? I, I pretty much shoot three gun with my, a full choke, but um, the trigger. So when I got my hands on the Daria today, it reinforced my decision to buy this one. So the reason I walked out with this one yesterday instead of waiting for the Daria was uh, Ambi Safety. I don't have yeah. the ambi charging handle, but I have ambi safety, uh, extended magazine release. It came with a mag well and a bad lever. It's an AR style shotgun, and it, it comes with a bad lever. And look, the little Spartan oh, helmet. Oh, look, look at that. that. Yeah. It is not cute. It's very cool, is what it is. We don't describe no, that. Cute. Very cute. Oh, no. It's not okay. Very it's cute. A skeletonized mag well, too. Look at that. It's, yep. a, like, it's okay. Plastic. That is way cooler. It's plastic. 
Yeah, so it doesn't add a lot of weight to the gun. The rest of the gun is high-quality aluminum, and there's no tool marks. The finish is excellent. Everybody, oh, Turkish shotguns, Turkish shotguns. And I was one of the first ones, uh, Turkish shotguns. But how much much of the mags? Um, like forty bucks, forty-five bucks, something like that. Oh, are they right. proprietary, or are they actually? So they're you all they, a little you, bit different. All yeah, the you said are... that you can use the Dario ones in it, but it just won't look back, lock back, right? Correct. <clears throat> yes. Now the problem there, Kelly, is the follower and the piece on the back of the follower. So let me grab a mag here. Try um, I try like opening that. open the bolt, like lock the bolt open, and slam that magazine in, and see if it locks in there and it over inserts. Okay, this one or the Dario one doesn't matter. All right, you want to lock the bolt back? Yeah. So this is this is a real issue on some of these Turk guns. Is that sometimes on some of them you can over insert the mags? Yeah, really? you can do that on the BR. Yeah, slam it in there. Yeah. And now see if the bolt will go forward with the bad lever. Oh, oh, oh pretty good. Yeah, nice. It did its job. And so how, many, how many mags does it come with? Oh, there we go. Oh, that's comes good. With, comes with three mags. Serious. Two, two five-rounders and one two-rounder. So yeah. my plan, Kelly, for the 10-round um, Darien mag that I have, the yeah, yeah. follower is the issue. You see the shape of this follower? It actually has a, a contour to it. Yeah. But it's this piece that comes out the back of the magazine that looks a little triangle. Yeah. That triangle sticking out the back of the magazine is what activates the bolt stop. Yep. And uh, that seems to be the difference between the Typhoon mag and the Daria mag. Yeah. So I'm going to disassemble my two-round mag, disassemble my 10-round Daria mag, swap followers, and see if it works. The reason yeah. why I want the 10-round mags is they're just, well, <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at pulling this out of a mag pouch, right? Yeah. So if I get the 10-round mags, they're easier to pull out of the mag pouch. But then again, this is not a small mag. This no, is no, a, I, I, yeah, I, I don't see a twenty. For now, yeah. Trevor, I, I got a question for you on the uh, on the bolt release on the opposite side of the gun. There, um, yep. can you you had mentioned to me that it wasn't awesome and the bad lever really helped. Now, negative. Stop. You have okay. the area confused with the oh, okay. typhoon. Right. The Daria, the yeah, Daria, the although yeah. it has a tra- reversible charging handle. The bolt release on the Daria is pretty much decorative. Yeah. This one is all kinds of functional, plus it comes with a bad lever. Ah, uh, okay. Now, so I price think comparable? Had like a blade. Kelly, I think there was a difference of less than $60 between the two. So oh, I, I, yeah. I had the gun paid off. I paid the balance. And uh, can, the, can we ask what Denis is um, pricing these at? Uh, yeah, I think everybody is pricing them in the nine-ish range, nine to a thousand. I can't say a hundred percent for sure what it is because I not, not that I don't want to. I just legit don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to spread misinformation, right? But I mean, pretty, not you know, intentionally. No. Yeah. And um, tell them Trevor sent you, and I and and tell them I said that you could have a insignificant discount. <laughs> <laughs> And then, because English is. He said insignificant. Because English, don't step on my joke. Just wait for it. (laughs) Because French is not his first language, he may misunderstand and think insignificant means significant and knock like 20% off. All right. So, I I really like that. I'm pretty impressed. You know what else is cool, Brian? uh, The trigger on this is 
a lot better than the trigger on the on the Daria. And look at this. It's straight up air 15 single stage. Watch this. Nice. There's a reset and it's just break. There's no the the break is long, but there's no there's no creep. There's no pre-travel. There, there's creep. Yes, there's creep in the sear, but it's it's not two stages. Single stage, you just press and it breaks. It's That's a nice trigger yeah. too. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it's a shotgun. It's meant to be slapped. It's not meant yeah. to be broken. Some what? Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. Yeah. And then I put a um spark spark two on it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. do you find that low? Is that too low where it's mounted there? Or is it about right? <laughs> I um added the small riser. So there's the there's the part that first first I tried it with just the 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 part that clamps onto the Picatinny rail. And that was too low. Mm-hmm. And then I put the small mount on and now it's good. And if you look, the Daria and the Typhoon, I'm showing the stock here, comes with that adjustable sliding cheat piece. Yep. Tore all that off. Don't need any of that. It's just it's yep. just in my way. Um and again, the gun is the gun is is it's Is it heavy? Brian, no, not really. Like Brian, it probably yeah. doesn't weigh much more than your Colt. Okay. It's yeah. really going to be so close to your Colt. I don't think you would you would complain. So with the um, cheek riser off the stock to get my face as low as possible, and the red dot with the uh, small riser underneath it, it's uh, it's good. I like it. It's right where it needs to be. I don't like the size of the glass and the spark, and I don't know if bringing it closer or further from my eye will improve the field of vision. I'll have to further. Go talk guy, really. Throw, throw it way out there. Way out yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Kyle? No, I said you and I have to talk eye relief. Well, there is no eye relief because it's not magnified. I know. But you know what I mean. I I really would like one of the little razor dots on that type of gun. Yeah. Ooh. That's, you know. I, just, uh, I saw um, a guy competing in three gun wreck one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, you throw them in a barrel, right? Yeah, yeah that's uh, the piece that's exposed. <laughs> so what? Vortex yeah, doesn't care. Said, yeah. They'd be like, did you win? Here's a new razor. Yeah, that's oh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I, I And I like that it comes ambient out of the box, obviously, you know, because that's a big deal for me. And that's, what's, that's one of the things that always bugged me with the Darius that I pulled before. They're like, oh, yeah, look at that. No ambient controls. Well, but which ambient control means the most to you? Uh, Probably... Uh, Release? Actually, probably the safety. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. it is. It's ambi safety yeah. out of the box. I hate. I hate ambi safeties. They always get on my uh, my trigger right finger. Right trigger, trigger finger. Like, yeah. yeah. When my finger is up on the frame like this, I don't like how it's. Yeah. It hits it right into my knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why I prefer just make it the right the first time and don't worry about all the people who can't shoot it properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a left-handed joke. <laughs> it's a left-handed comment. Yeah. But yeah. this would work for you because it is. Yeah, no, I like I'm uh You're I'm, a fan? I'm I'm moderately aroused. Really? Okay. So, <laughs> as well you should be. So here's the thing. <laughs> Three gun. I can yeah. start with my Versamax with nine rounds in it. Legally no problem. Right. The most I'll start in this gun is six. So mm-hmm. obviously I'm gonna have to reload more often. So what's faster, a mag change or a quad load? For quad me, it's load. a mag. For me, it's a mag change. Mm. For Adriel, Adriel can quad, quad load. load. Adriel can quad load his gun as fast as I can change mag in this gun. 
So, and I mean, I could quad load if I wanted to learn too. Um, the, the advantage of stuffing shells in a tube is that you never dump a mag with a few rounds in it because it's convenient to yes do a mag change. But with only five rounds in the mag, you probably wouldn't do that. You'd probably yeah. end up doing flat-footed reloads. Well, you have to because you like there's only so many of those big bulky magazines you can carry on you. Well, so here's like, what you do: you get your Kydex mag pouches with tech locks on them, and when you come to a stage that requires more shotgun than anything else, you just start switching your belt around. Now the um, and even Safari Land makes an excellent three-gun belt where all of your pouches clip on and off. Um, so that might be something. Yeah, other ELS or, belt. Yeah. Or you run like different belts. You just bring two or three. That's yeah. But with your pistol in your holster and your belt, that's not. Advisable. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah right. You need to have something right. that you can just clip on and off of the belt. And uh, the there. tech lock would, would do that pretty easily. And you've got to do it at the stage. You can't, you can't go to the safety area and start handling magazines with loaded, loaded magazines. So. Yeah. You know, but I mean, sp belt space is an issue. Belt space is an issue running the, the tube fed stuff, just like with really tight yeah. uh, shells. So uh, it will be an issue if you have like a shot high and you have to run something else in there. But yeah. yeah. Well, the, you could also, can you run a vest? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Depending so, on the rules, which which game you're playing, Ipsic won't let you do anything like that. No, you don't have to have anything off of your belt. Yeah, but why would you run... Ipsic rules for three gun when yeah. you can run other rules that allow you to do more stuff. Yeah. Well, what if I'm saying there's also Ipsic shotgun matches. Yeah, but nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, yeah, funny, Brian. you know no, what I like what, about what I mean? the only thing I like about the Ipsic shotgun rules, Brian, is yeah. they separate manual and semi. Cause right now somebody shows up to my three gun match with their, pump 870 with five round capacity and they see the versa maxes and they jam pros running around they're like oh mm. i see well you yeah, could I set mean, a separate it's, class it's more about want. feeding no. the gun and and having yes. so like with a pump yeah. gun like to say take a pump gun with a really nice loading port on it and throw a, a plus six or a plus seven on there and that will be the shotgun to use on some of the stages yeah you run across yeah. a, a stage with like two Texas stars on it. Yeah. A pump gun with uh, with a long tube on it. It's going to be way better than a semi because you'll be yep. able to load up as much in it that you'll need to do both of those Texas stars. You need and, 10 rounds. Yeah. So don't miss. Shoot <laughs> one. Pop a shell in when you go to the other one and shoot the other one. Well, you'd have to pop in the the one shell. I've yeah. so we we had a guy at, at my three gun club who was running a pump for the longest time and was like competitive with the semi shooters. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I can I can see that. Um, now, for me, who's someone who's more casual about doing anything with a shotgun, I would much rather have this because it's so similar to the platform I yep. shoot most. You run right. It it, it would You're work for me. For but you. if I was going to be serious about three gun, then I would probably do a tube fed semi and just learn to load stuff. And because I these, think there's probably advantages to that. These are very yeah. popular in Europe. You watch YouTube videos of the of guys running these in competitions. It's all Europe, especially the Daria. Well, if yeah. you can run a 10 round mag or like a, a more than five rounds in the mag, it's all of a sudden way better. It's yeah. just oh, a yeah. five round. It's there's not that much of an advantage. I can stuff like I can do a quad load pretty quick from stage to stage or from station to station. 
And uh, well, that's you compared to Trevor. So Trevor's yeah, Trevor's but he, used to well, it, right? But, but Adriel's yeah, but I, no, Kelly. I still have a reloading technique for my shotgun, but I'm just not doing a quad load per se. Right. I mean, I'm not right. not loading my shotgun. No, mm-hmm. Adriel, I have a question. Uh, in the states where they don't have our stupid mag limits, are mag fed shotguns popular for three gun? Nope. Yes, in your open class, the Sega 12s are like oh, okay. because they run huge magazines on oh, them yeah, and uh, Red sword. Dot, Compensator, all the all the shit. Okay, yeah, the yeah, guys yeah. running right. the Benellis though, Adriel, still have a 10 round tube or more. Mm-hmm. But in, in most three gun in the States, you're limited to eight rounds in the tube. Like that's a that's a starting limit as a as a nine is not uh, standard. No, one, one, in the, one in the chamber and eight in the tube. Okay, nine in the gun. Yeah. All right, gotcha. So I nine in the gun, um, but but you can you can reload as soon as you start. Sure. Now uh, with a with a a mag fed, you're you're good to go. You you have those huge magazines in them. The compensator helps a little bit, but it's mostly like those huge magazines that you just never have to reload. And then once you do, it's quick, right? Yeah. Now, Trevor, how is it uh, for taking apart for cleaning? Um, it's not bad to get to your piston and your spring and whatnot. There's a takedown nut right here, which is, you know, it's got a little ratchet bearing on there, spring loaded, just like any other shotgun. This one, they actually, you, you use a takedown tool. The Daria, it's a sleeve that goes over the barrel. So you don't have this ridiculous fake looking comp thing. You've got this nice spiral sleeve over the barrel. That's really kind of sharp looking and you just give it a twist and boom, that comes off. And then oh, there's that's a couple what that's of, for. yeah, there's a couple of takedown screws right here. Yep. And you just loosen them, handguard comes off, and your piston and your and your recoil spring are all exposed. And then after that, Brian, like if you look inside this lower, it looks it's an AR fifteen lower. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I mean okay. the trigger group, yeah. the spring there's the see the two pins? Yep. Yep. They're they're actually held in with E clips for some reason, but those okay. pins yeah, on my side on my side they're E clips. But Brian, if you look at where those two pins are located, you'll understand exactly what's going on here. Oh yeah, yeah. Your yeah, hammer uh, pin and your trigger group pin, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. So cool. It looks like yeah. an oversized AR trigger group. Nice. Yeah. One of the things I didn't like about the JM was it was a chore to break that thing apart compared to an AR. Yeah. Yeah. And just, compared to the the Versamax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because every time I did it, so I had simple. to I had to dig out the YouTube video as to how to take it apart and put it back together. And yeah. yes, and Jerry Terry's got a real good one. Yeah. Did you do you still have your jam? No, muffin no, no, no. has your jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold it to muffin. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's in a better place. <laughs> Come well, it's in another place. Uh, I've got the money. He's got the gun. I'm happy. <laughs> it's in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, unless you guys have any other questions, I got one other thing to talk about, and then we'll move on. Sure. What do you got? Um, months ago, when Ryan was on, when was Ryan Stacy on last? Oh, Doesn't... six, eight weeks. All yeah. right. So after that episode, I asked Denise to order a chamber Sorry. reamer for uh, 7.62 by 40 WT. And uh, he double checked with them recently. And they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't order that or we forgot or we didn't ship it. Anyway, like a couple of days later uh, after that, it was in. So it is in. And I talked to Ryan, and we're going to try and get this um, some 7.62 by 40 WT project started, probably in a 20-inch barrel. And I'll build another upper for my SLR in that caliber. And oh. uh, yeah, you'll be the only guy in Canada that makes them. Possibly. You'll, have to, you'll be the expert. Mm. <laughs> going to blaze the trail. 
Yeah. Hey, so. uh, the uh, Typhoon F12 is that uh, that's piston driven? Yep. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So I'll uh, be excited to get that project underway. What would be really cool is if um, Ryan can make the barrel when I tour the company this summer. That would be the uh, the ultimate. So. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. Kelly, did you go? No, I didn't. No, Kelly I doesn't remember. You, you haven't had a shot in four minutes. Hey. No, I haven't. I thought it was probably a good idea if I didn't. Um, what did I do? I actually, so the Gunny Girl calendar is in full swing. We're looking for people to submit their pictures for the models. We have uh, quite a few that actually have submitted already. So if you have not, uh, go on to the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights page. There is a link for there uh, for the Gunny Girl calendar. It actually was such a huge success last year that uh, we're going to be doing it again this year. So we're looking for something for 2019 and quite honestly trevor needs to put something on his wall <laughs> i have something on my wall i've got yolanda 2017 and yolanda 2018 okay yeah and Anyways. i better get a yolanda 2019 all right uh so the other thing that we did was we went to cornwall ontario uh beautiful cornwall uh, and we did two maple suits. We did one on Saturday and we did one on Sunday as well. They were both sold at events. So thank you to everybody that attended. We had such a great time. We had, uh, on Sunday, we had, uh, four or five, uh, youth on the line as well. And, uh, it was great. We also had people who attended that had AR 15s that shot with them. So that was something that was a little different. Normally we have people who, uh, uh, attend that use rimfire, but just because of the cost, of the ammo. Um, so it was great to see people there with center fire. Um, a lot of people with bolt action. Uh, I think we actually get more bolt action than apple seed just because I don't know why animus. Uh, so we had people with a, um, tube fed as well. So it was just a great mix of people. We also had uh, quite a few people that were our new instructors in training as well. So it was good to see them and they're getting pretty uh, good at all their points of instruction and that too. So it was pretty good. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, uh, so yeah, you know, the whole, you know, girlfriend discount thing kind of happens. Well, anyways, Kevin got an iTargets and he got it in yesterday. So we were playing around with that yesterday. So I was able to actually use that. So, so now it's yours. Well, no, it's not mine, but it is something I'm going to be using. So it's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, but I still don't have my pistol yet, and I still don't have my holster yet. So I've been tracking those. But at least I know where my pistol – no, I don't know where my pistol is. Um, it's just said that it was received in Edmonton, and it's on its way. Meh. Um, but I do know where my holster is. Um it kind of gave me a little bit more of an update as well. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Um, what else? Oh, um, I've been asked to attend an event on the 16th of June. I'm hoping to see if I can actually attend that. It is a um, law enforcement um, event and it is IPSC, IDPA and shotgun. So guess what? I get to go to the range. and so. But I am waiting for my CZ to actually come in so that I can use that. Because I think I'll use that as opposed to my my Glock 17. Um, is, um, Kelly, your uh, shadow is in Mississauga. Sweet! I didn't look today. Getting closer. Yeah, that me. You know what? Mississauga means that one day it'll be in Kingston because Mississauga is the major sorting center. If I'm sending anything to tr to Ottawa, 
it actually goes to Toronto first to the Mississauga Sorting Center, and then it goes to Ottawa, which is weird because it's close. Anyways, so that means it'll be here tomorrow or the next day. So that's awesome. Kelly, you mentioned IPSC. Is it um, a sanctioned thing, or you don't? No. Have okay. All right. No, Best it's not stage. sanctioned. But they what they do is because they have a stage. It's a four stages for pistols. It doesn't matter. My, my, my only reason for bringing it up was <laughs> your holster is... Uh, Not Ipsic legal. Possibly. And I know that. Possibly. Right. Okay, cool. So I have to figure that out as well because I was asking what the uh, the requirements were if it was a Ipsic legal holster. Uh, my dog's right there. Holster finds the hanger. You can always just remove the hanger. Right. Put right. it right in the tech lock. But you can shim it, put in longer screws and stuff. And, yeah, that's what I was figuring as well. So uh, there is also a, an IDPA um, portion of it uh, as well. And <laughs> But anyways, it's going to be lots and lots of fun because, uh, as I said, it's uh, law enforcement. So we're going to have the RCMP. We're going to have the OPP. We're going to have corrections. And then we're going to have the CCFR, which is us. So although I can technically probably get – anyways, never mind. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, what else? Mm, that's pretty much it. Preparing right now actually for going to the range on Saturday. We're going to be doing another maple seed as well. Um, right now what was, what's happening is we're not able to – we don't have enough staff working so that we can shoot. So the hope is that within the next couple of weeks we're going to have enough staff trained so that they can uh, take the line and we can actually get on the line as well and shoot. So because right now the only thing that's happening is um, – Every weekend we're doing maple seeds. So in order for us to shoot as well, we need to get some staff that are trained too. So I'm hoping to at some point get on the range or get on the line and shoot some MQTs so they can requalify as well because I need to requalify for this year. Other than that, that's about it. You have to qualify every year? Yeah. I have to be able to shoot on demand. Who made that rule? Me. That no, was an error. Actually, all of us. No, we actually need to be able to shoot an MQT and score rifleman on demand. Oh, which enough. we can pretty much do. But what if you're really hungover? Then you're fitting in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of which, okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're for Adriel, you're foreshadowing Kelly's morning tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so for the pot so for the past Three, four events. We've had 22 degrees, 25 degrees weather, right? And sunny. So, like, we've broken the every time it's a maple seed, it's raining and just miserable weather. So, and it was supposed to be raining on Saturday, but now the forecast is sunny and 20 degrees. So, it's awesome. We've had some great days. So, I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, but we had actually Connecticut. There was a hurricane in Connecticut on Friday night. So we, we to keep costs down, we go to the range and we camp, right? So anyways, we were in a tent on Friday night. Yeah. Anyways, it was the tailwind of the hurricane that came through through Connecticut or tornadoes, whatever it was. Anyways, so about 2 o'clock in the morning, our tent literally collapsed on us. So we had to go out. What? Yes. So anyways, we're not, well, we're not for profit, right? So we're trying to save as much money as possible. Anyways, so we camp on the ranges. So it was quite awesome that um, I ha literally at two o'clock in the morning was looking at the top of the tent on top of my face. So it was 
<laughs> but other than that, um, Saturday was much nicer. But anyways, we have some great times. You know, these these things we have to overcome. It it makes us stronger and it makes us have some pretty good memories. So, however, you do have a propensity to have fabric <laughs> structures blow down. I've I've been at events where the tent oh, yeah. blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year in Barry, we uh, we have um, we have canopies that we put over the line or over the sh- the line boss table, and uh, it tends to like it was almost like I was hoping I. Like on Friday night, I was looking for flying cows and, you know, and Toto and, and that whole thing. <laughs> when you're talking a hundred kilometer an hour winds, it was just not, it wasn't good, but it was fun. Anyways. Your idea of fun and my idea of fun are different. Like my, my idea of fun in, involves takeout or room service rather. Oh, we had the best pizza ever at the Riverside pizza place. Anyways, we went twice. Listen, listen, that wind is why I didn't get to the range last weekend. So just stop talking about the wonder of the wind. I got a new suggestion. Every time Kelly says anyways, the listeners take a shot. Oh, they'll get caught up fast. <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. Anyways, that's it. And there she goes. Kelly, that it doesn't mean that you take a shot. That's no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's going to 104 it. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It was lots of fun. A little somebody sneaking in for a kissy poo on Brian's cheek. Oh, She likes me. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lovely lady. Poor judge of character. I'll take it. That's <laughs> 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 what I need. Uh, All right. Cool. All right. Let's get on to upcoming events. Um, okay. Hey, it, thank you. <laughs> Can somebody mute her, please? <laughs> Adriel, would you like to discuss upcoming three-gun events? Would I? Uh, yeah, the Chaz three-gun event, uh, May the 12th. Eight? Is that eight now? <laughs> What's eight? Eight shots. Uh-oh. Eight shots. <laughs> She's got a shotgun. You're going to get crazy. Uh, yeah, Chaz is going to have a three-gun event on the 12th. Uh, that'll be Saturday. Mighty Peace is having one also Saturday, and Medicine Hat is also having one on Saturday. Basically, if you're in Alberta, you're like three hours away from a three-gun match no matter where you're at. Where you are. Yep. yep. Uh, Lakeland three-gun has a match the weekend after, which I might try to squeak in because I think that's the long weekend. That's the long weekend, right? Uh, Next weekend is the long weekend. 22nd mm-hmm. weekend, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So maybe I'll try to squeeze that one in. Uh, BTSA has their Victoria Day three-gun special on May 21st, also on the long weekend. Yep. Northwest three gun is on May 26th and the Chaz three gun zombie shoot is also on May 26th. That's an open uh, range day where people can show up guest or not and uh, try out some guns and try out some different leagues and that kind of thing. Mighty peace has a three gun match on May 26th. BTSA has their action shooting league Monday nights starting up in May. So that'll also happen May 28th. And uh, that's about it for May. Kelly, is there is are there spaces still available for the maple seed this weekend? Uh, there actually is. Um, so if you're interested, well, at this point, just show up. <laughs> where and where? Oh, and, and that's in Kingston. It's that's in Kingston. Impor- it's important for people to so, know where to go. <laughs> so go to FRPC, which is uh, Frontenac. So go to there uh, if they're. Yeah, we have lots of space on the line. So it is our because originally it was our home opener. So. 
we had uh, freezing rain that uh, day, so we just rescheduled it. So that's a rescheduled event. And Kelly might still be hungover. No. On Saturday. I'm not <laughs> cheap, boss. That's, uh, All that's right. Awesome. I cool. don't have any responsibility. That's great. All righty. Um, do you, Trevor, do you have anything you want to talk about with the Ronnie DeGroote Steel Challenge? No, I think we're good this week. We'll focus on that next week. Um, like to plug the charity shoot again. Um, charity shoot's going to be July 7th, 25 bucks, Rescue Gun Club. Uh, what do we say registration time was here? Uh, two, 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 9 a.m. Yep. And uh, you're feeding hungry students. And by all means, you can send if you can't make it, but you'd like to donate the $25 registration fee. Please send an EMT to slamfireradio at gmail.com and we will add your contribution to the total. Yep. It's a good idea. Or they can donate more if they like. Yeah. Well, you know, they can donate less too. We're not turning our thumbs up uh, at uh, money for children. So, well, we should take. turn our thumbs up on money for children, but we won't turn our noses up. You can turn your nose around to the back side of my ass and kiss it because you know what I whoa. meant. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Edit, oh. edit, edit. I'm not editing that. Yeah, I didn't think that was edit worthy. Thank you, Adrian. No. You all right, Brian? Well, carry on. Brian's not going to be with us. So. You carry on. You're the host. Yeah, I finished uh, with telling Adrian to kiss my butt. I'm good. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, anything else you guys want to plug for events coming up, or should we skip on to the news? Skip to the news. Right. All right, off to the news. Well, all these events have nothing to do with me, so I'm just letting you guys talk about them. All right, uh, let's see. In the news, CCFR staff will be appearing before the Committee on Safety and National Security to speak to Bill C-71 on May 24th. So they've actually been invited to speak, not just to be there and to sit in the back and be quiet. They're actually going to give... Testimony, testimony or yeah, yeah. Right. so that's uh we're gonna listen uh well, let's focus on the positives focus on the positive so, they are normally, what, yeah. normally what happens is uh so for example see other groups have been invited as well and only one person has been able to testify but uh, the ccfr has been asked to provide two people uh, to testify as well. So Tracy and Rod will both be there. So good Sweet. thing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I believe Wolverine's going to be there too. So oh, I think nice. they're inviting some, uh, some Canadian retailers, which yeah. uh, they should, because they should talk about the like dollars impact that this is going to have on Canadian businesses. Right. Exactly. And right. I've said that all along, Adriel, that the only group that they may actually listen to is the group whose bottom line is being affected and the group who's paying a, a crap ton in taxes. They don't care really about the CCFR representing Joe no, Benamoner. It's no. all about business and taxes and money. And so hurting Trevor, the economy. your economy, you, the economy in Dalhousie will be significantly impacted by this, right? Your, your MP has called you to ask for feedback on this. Not sure how the local economy here would be impacted by C seventy one, but the well, MP... you might buy less, and then the, there'll be less mail coming in. <laughs> True, <laughs> um, the post office may shut down. Um, he didn't call. Well, he called us to a meeting and smiled and nodded, and then voted for it anyway. So, right, mm. yeah. 
So uh, just to continue on with this a little bit, um, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, to say what will change their mind on this thing. Well, uh, because going to, to, change to, their mind, to, the, to the liberal party, this is, this is doing what their constituents want, whether they know the law or not. Um, 75 yeah, so people said we should ban assault rifles. So Goodale said, yes, we should. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, was Goodale and, and the assault rifles case. So, you know, talk about impact on the Canadian economy. We have a company who's making $2 million worth of... Those uh, aren't assault rifles. I know they're not assault rifles. Are they assault weapons? Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, it means anything that you want it to mean. So yeah. if assault weapons, yeah, we don't have assault rifles in Canada here. Is it like, uh, is it restricted or not? So restricted we should fashion? congratulate them and say, hey, Minister Goodale, great job. You banned them. Job complete. 40 years Mission ago. accomplished. Yeah. A big banner on, a, on an aircraft carrier. You've done it. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we're like, no, dumbass. There's no, we don't, we, they're already banned. Oh, okay. Well, let me find something else to ban. What do you have? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're making $2 million worth of this other stuff. Ah, well, we're going to ban those. Like, that's the risk that I see to um, someone like Goodale saying like, well, the RCMP is going to ban assault weapons and they're going to just start saying, oh, the uh, WK-180 or, or any of these other uh, rifles that we have in here in Canada. Oh, those are all variants of the AR now. I mean, if, if the Blaze 47 is the variant of the AK-47, then everything that's black and has M-lock or four ends or rail on the top is a variant of the AR-15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's the risk I see that's to this. Scary, is yeah. uh, you know we've got a lot of local industry that's that's building business on um, our bad laws, and they're they're bu- they're building businesses on it. Fantastic Canadian businesses, and uh, I think the risk here is that you know people could lose their jobs because they'll just get in and and get all crazy because the RCMP's firearm lab are not experts at uh, at firearms if they ban the blaze 47 because it's an ak-47 variant they are not experts you're absolutely right if they did that with a straight face then everything is at risk yeah yeah so i mean you know that's 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 what we're faced with right now is is um uh opinions their opinions on mm. uh, on the law i mean they're we're facing this right now is a beowulf mag legal or not well the rcmp doesn't think it is they charge a couple people nothing's gone to court because if it goes to court they might actually have to you know read the law and say that oh the dual use is not in there it says marked so, 1022 mag same thing the law yeah. hasn't changed just an opinion yeah. yeah yeah so i mean um yeah i you know what would be the, the most ideal is if I, and I'm not a conservative. If the conservatives got in power and they said, we're going to remake it, it's going to be simpler. It's going to be this length means this, this length means this, fully auto means this, semi-auto means this, done. That would be beautiful because that would uh, take out the risk that we have of the RCMP or the liberals or someone just changing their mind and screwing over a bunch of gun owners. I'd rather just have something that's straightforward and, uh, and easy to interpret. Maybe that's asking too much. <laughs> well, I, unfortunately, I think it is because straightforward and easy to interpret is not something that uh, lawmakers are interested in. Well, the conservatives had a platform with the last. Uh, I'm not. They didn't run on it, but uh, they had something in the works for a simplified uh, uh, gun control uh, measures. And uh, at this point, I'd be all for it. I, I just don't like where we're at right now. Um, I've been on uh, uh, Facebook discussions with some of the other three gun uh, match directors talking about, do you allow Beowulf mags or not? 
And I mean, is it le- illegal? Is it not illegal? The RCMP is of the opinion that it's illegal, but that yeah, hasn't gone to same. court. At our or, club, like, we still do, but the other club that I shoot really big three gun matches at, they do not. Yeah. And it's and it's because of this like gray area garbage that the RCMP has put us into right now. It's not based on law. It's based on opinion. It's based on this this firearms lab that uh, that can't tell a a, a semi auto twenty two from an AK forty seven. Correct. A semi auto twenty two well, wrapped in molded plastic like a water gun. <laughs> let let uh, Andrew, let's let's clarify that a little bit. It's not that they can't tell. It's just that they chose to to make a decision and Fair. and. And coached in oh well, no, that's that's an AK forty seven. Can't have that. Mm-hmm. They they just blatantly lied about the rationale. They just said, Well, we don't like the look of that. And said, Nope, you can't have it, and this is why, and this will satisfy the the gun control, the gun grabbers in Canada, and we're done. Yeah, they, frankly, there's, some, there's some weird politics going around on that because there are a couple of things that the RCMP has been really dogged about. The uh, the 858s, they've been really dogged about that one. And uh, I think the the conservatives like putting in the amnesty and saying that they're no, these aren't actually prohibited. Like, I don't know, it cheesed them off because now like that's the first thing. The liberals haven't even put that thing. It hasn't even passed yet. And they're already talking about. Uh, if you have an eight five eight, you're gonna have to register it, and they, they're already acting like that thing yeah. is in law. Wow! So, I, like they've yeah. been drooling over that thing. I I think there's probably one or two people at the RCMP who instigated that, and they were cheesed off that the conservative government basically slapped, them, slapped the, them down. So yeah. yeah, and you know what? Uh, the conservative government could have done a lot more because they were yeah, they had a majority right. for eight years, and they yep. did nothing on the firearms file. They left, well, they got yeah. they got rid of the long gun registry, which which is well, a big, yeah. But they could have said, okay, we're going to get rid of this. We're going to simplify it. It's going to be real easy to interpret. Now we're not going to need to spend exactly. really yeah. an they FRT table. Yeah. Well, who needs an FRT table? Let's make it so if it's this length overall, this length barrel, semi, full auto. Here's the rules. Boom, done. Case closed, right. and uh, let's save a ton of money on this stuff, right? Yeah. No, they they could do a whole lot, but they're not interested. So. Well, they were interested now, but it's like, like they got to, they had to move on the stuff when they had, what they had. Unfortunately, I I can't help thinking that the political parties, the conservatives use it as an election topic. Of course. And then they keep dangling it in front of gun owners every election. Oh, we better vote for us. So we get this done. Well, you didn't get it done the last few times you got voted in. So why the heck should we think you're going to do anything about it now? Right. The reality is though, that. There's so many people that are are are, are voters that. I mean, they're the choice. We're going to have to have. Yeah, we're going to have to have registration or not registration, but we're going to have to have gun laws. So that's real. And I think like gun, gun laws by themselves. Yes, we should have gun laws. They should make sense. They should be mm-hmm. easy to enforce. They shouldn't be based on. Uh, um, feelings (laughs) that should be based on you know how like how is this actually going to be enforced and that kind of thing right because um the the mess that we're in right now is is i try to imagine being a cop and uh seeing a uh, a 180b and like remembering from your enforcement that ar-15s are restricted like it's an impossible amount of information for them to try to remember and enforce and it's just it's just so difficult well and that's 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 very true because police have a lot of laws that they're supposed to be enforcing they can't be experts in all of them yeah it's just not fair and there's no such thing as the firearms police that patrol 
uh, the Canadian wilderness looking for firearms infractions. No, I mean they got to call it in, hope that one of the guys at the detachment knows what knows their stuff, and then and, and can say like, oh yeah, it's a Tavor. Oh, it's not restricted. It's okay that he has it in the bush. Oh, he's got yeah. a ten round mag. That's okay too. It's like well, that's, yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's yeah. complicated, right? Instead, it'll get pulled in, yeah. and yep. then may even have to go so far as to go to court to get it back, depending sometimes, on how yep. bad they want to be. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's that really depends on the on the on the cop, but I mean, I think that would that would that would hold true even for you know a, a lot of other areas that that'd be outside firearms. But yeah, absolutely. Um, the the law the the complexity and uh, stupidity around it right now is really making it difficult to um, to have matches to for for cops to figure out if stuff is legal or or, or illegal, and um, for retailers to know whether they're on. Uh, shake your ground or not i mean if you brought in some 50 beowulf mags right now could you sell somebody did not too terribly long ago like in january and they all sold out yeah yeah now adriel getting back you had mentioned that there's debates with three gun events um whether or not beowulf mags are allowed or not um question what 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 are people's arguments running these matches against allowing the the beowulf mag what so what do they feel their liability is there's I'll a really too, good argument against it. Yeah. Um, the, the argument against it is that you can't find them. So a new person coming into the sport is at oh. a disadvantage because they yeah. only they can only find 10-round mags. There aren't Beowulf mags available for purchase off the That's shelf. That's their problem. Yeah. It's no. their problem, but it's also like a bear, like okay, an well, unnecessary well, I'm barrier. Getting, Brian, the argument that I'm getting from the one club in my region that says no is that they believe that the RCMP is after them and they don't want their range to be the one that gets busted because the RCMP knew there was a match and figured there would be some, so they decided to show up and do a little surprise inspection. Yep, you're absolutely right. They don't want their range to be the one where that happens. At oh, yeah, I RCMP. guess. I guess from from my perspective, it's it's up to the whoever possesses that magazine to be in compliance with the law. It's not anything mm-hmm. to do with the range. Not true. If you come to my range. I'm the range operator, I'm the vice president, and you have something that I believe to be illegal, I cannot yeah. knowingly allow you to use it on my range or it puts my range uh, in jeopardy. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah. He's right. I would literally have to tell a guy with a 25-round 1022 mag to put it put it in his car, take it off, take it off the line. Mm. Okay, but com- coming back to the, like, do you know it's legal or not, like Beowulf mags, legal or not? And what about uh, what about a, a, let's say a Versamax that is one of the tactical versions? So it says three inches on it, but it's actually chambered for three and a half, and the guy puts seven in the tube. You'd have. Or what to about one of the ones where it's marked on the barrel and not on the receiver, or not marked oh, at all? All shotguns are marked on the barrel, not the receiver. For yeah, the sure. chamber, yeah. Some of the early uh, tactical Versamaxes are in fact three and a half and marked such. I've not mm-hmm. seen one that was marked three and was actually three and a half. If it was marked three and it was actually three and a half, you're you're playing with fire and you would have to, once you got your gun seized, you would have to have your lawyer get the crown to agree to have it inspected by a gunsmith. Mm. Anyway, wow, we squirreled. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, go. What do you mean? Uh, we, we scrolled by talking about guns and gun laws. Well, yeah, yeah but well, yeah. okay. We've anyway. had squirrels. This wasn't a squirrel. 
Uh, anyway, let's uh, do. Do we have anything else that we want to beat on this horse with for a while, or should we get on to new gun stuff? We need, we need to get uh, it's on. Just, uh, it's just frustrating. Yeah. It would, it oh, would be really yeah. nice. It would be really nice if it was simplified and not so complicated. And adding complexity on top of it is is uh, is well, just stupid. That's that's the nature of things. Because um, right. something to make something simple takes a lot of effort. And it's it's a lot harder. So it's easy, relatively easy to make something complicated and unworkable. Um, and continue yeah. the status quo because the FRT, I believe, isn't the FRT something that the RCMP sells to other countries and other other places? God knows. Like that's that's a product that they have. Um, the RCMP shouldn't be producing products for sale, uh, except for the trinkets for the tourists. And even then, where does it go? Is it going yeah. to somebody's pension fund? Why is the government making money by selling stuff to other? I don't. I don't there's, understand. Yeah, there's there's really business. no government agencies interested in making a profit. They're not. Tell that to be power. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, new That's gun okay. stuff. Hey, uh, who threw this um, Shadow Two Cadet kit? That sounds like uh, a good hello. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Shadow okay. Two, Kelly. Shadow Two. I know shadow. it's a Shadow Two. It's not a Shadow One, but so. Right. Let's know what. A drill. <laughs> I, it might work on a shadow one. It's just like a. It's yeah, a. It's whatever. a slide and an upper. It. It. it this is a kit oh, to, to turn well. your shadow into a twenty-two pistol. Alex Burdett from X Mental Targets and current production champion in Canada has a video out of him testing it on his shadow two, and yeah. uh, pretty slick. Yeah, that's that's where I initially saw this, and then I saw Wolverine testing it. Kind of a cool thing to run in a steel challenge match, really. Put a little red dot on there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it for practice because nine millimeters super cheap and I kind of want the recoil. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get your timing. Yep. Yeah, but it might be fun. Like if you got a kid and you want them to shoot that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, plinking. It's, you know, and gun stuff. Why not have two, two upper halves for your gun? You should. Well, it's yeah. quite expensive, so you could yeah, buy what, a, a, 20, what, a dedicated twenty-two handgun for were for well less than the the cost of one of these. But it, what, it would what, be what is the cost? Seven something. Seven. What for the kit? Yeah, that's what I saw. That's mental. Well, you know what? That it's a shadow sense. too. Come on, everything's mental for the for the shadow. That's half two. the price of the gun. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's half a gun. It's half a gun. So makes sense. All right, cool. Wolverine showing the production handguard for the WK-180C. This uh, sounds like, again, Adriel, you threw this in. Absolutely, I did. I've, I've got one of these on pre-order. Uh, yeah, it's a product. It's a handguard. It's got uh, M-Lock on it. It's got a little slot where the uh, gas block is, and that's because okay. with this thing, it's it's piston-driven, and you may want to pull that cup off every once in a while and clean it or something. So there's a little slot there to make that a bit easier. Which is nice. kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look... Uh, I, see, I see nothing about this that makes me upset. No. Uh, they announced a delay due to barrels. They were uh, outsourcing their barrel blanks from a place, and they found out that the barrel blank place that was selling them the stuff was going to use some inferior no-name stuff, so they decided to get them from somewhere else. Good. Yes. We want either, um, either quality no-name stuff or quality name stuff. Or complete garbage, and I'll just pull it off. I'll put a new barrel on there. Air barrels are like everywhere. They're super easy to get to. You want cheap, but you don't. Yeah, but I seem to remember there was a a specific length for their gas 
system that wasn't like a standard uh, carbine or mid-length? No, it was carbine or mid-length. It was one of the two. I think it was carbine, which might be hard to get these days because a lot of quality um, longer barrels are in a mid-length gas system and not a carbine length anymore. Um, Yeah. That was a re- that was a change that they mentioned on our show is that they were going to carbine length. Oh, okay, I missed that part. All right, because when I talked to them at the uh, the show here in, in Ontario, um, the the guy was not clear on what the length the, of the gas. Yeah, they was. originally taught. Like, keep in mind, Wolverine's being super transparent on this, and and some yeah, of the yeah. changes that yeah, are coming cool. around are because they they find out new things. They were going to go for a mid length. They found out the carbine was more accurate or or easier to do or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that's the direction they're going, but you know, these things aren't on out just yet. So, uh, so changes may be had. Cool. No, that's yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. So they're going to be delayed till they're saying a month. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's understandable. All right. Um, Barkley. So next yeah, the next one, one here was, uh, was Jerry from mystic precision. He popped a, a he was modding a, a BCL one Oh two. He popped right. a McNowan, uh, stainless steel air 10 barrel on it in six, five Creedmoor. And, <laughs> he was shitting some good groups with that thing. Holy. Yeah, wow. yeah right around under half an inch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Oh, man. When I see when I see that, it's like, oh, deer hunting rifle. Deer hunting yes. rifle. Yeah. Rifle already. But in 6.5 Creedmoor, it's even better. <laughs> Whatever, you oh, hipster. <laughs> hipster. What, what reamer did you just get, Trevor? <laughs> it's it's Ooh. not a hipster cartridge because nobody knows what it is, Brian. Yeah, you That's liked it before that... it was cool. That's the definition of hipster. Come on. <laughs> no, you like it because everyone else likes it. I like 6.5 Creedmoor and I have an article on 6.5 Creedmoor versus 308. That's the most popular one that you can search for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. There's no oh. reason not to go 6.5. You might as well go 6.5. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. Better. Now, if you have a quality shooting 308, Wait until you've shot it out and then go to six five. I mean, whatever. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Fine. Kelly, do you want to take the next one? Uh, are you capable of are you sober enough to do that? Of course I am. Um so where are we at? Uh. <laughs> Alrighty. Stop, stop, Kelly. Okay. So the staff at Iron Guns would like to thank okay. everyone for their continued support over the years. Our staff put their heads together and this is what we come up with. Starting on May 1st, uh, Canadian customers will receive an entry for every sale made. Uh, and that'll get entered into draw. We'll go, the, the winner will go to Vegas, Vegas and meet their staff in the U.S. Um, and then go to a Christmas party and a full auto shoot. All right, cool. Uh, and you get to clean the guns after you shoot them full autoly. Right. <laughs> awesome. Now, part of what you have to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's it. So you need a pa- uh You need a passport. So you should yes. get one. People should have one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. And the value of said package, priceless. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Cool. That's 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 nice support for their uh, for their customers. Yep. Giddy up. Not many other gun dealers are shipping people off to Vegas to shoot machine guns. Nope. It's the first time I've heard of it. Anyway, cool. Uh, also, while we're talking about iron guns, apparently they have AK-47 mags, uh, four for a hundred bucks. Okay. Mm. Okay. Good. Well, that fits the, uh, what, the... M305A. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the Type, type 81? Nope. 
Oh, okay. Adriel, Type 81, proprietary or AK? You can mod an AK-47 mag to fit, and I saw some guys doing that with the uh, Magpul ones, um, but it won't do the bolt uh, hold open because... Depends on the um, follower. Uh, yeah, an AK, an AK mag won't do that, but... Um, Depends on the AK mag follower. So, uh, no, the Type 81 has a, a mag that has like this little lip that comes out the back. I could grab a mag here if you wanted to. Right. Yeah, it, it, it won't hold open on a standard AK mag. What right. about a AK mag that has a follower meant to hold the bolt open? Perhaps. Okay. They're pinned to five. They're coming packages of five. Just four. Four. Four for, for hundred. Sold in five That's packs. For $120, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's not mathing good. Yes. There Did you I go. put four in? Oh, they are in five packs. Oh, I wrote it down wrong. Yes. yes. Oh, I actually clicked and in red. Cool. So, you know, yeah, five for 100 is better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. You saved this money. Save the day. So, guys, I'm sure the Facebook questions are, are, are piling up. Considering it says, uh, watch this live in 50 minutes. Remember to ask questions. We'll answer them live on the air. Kowalski asked his question on the thread as opposed to in the comments of the live feed. Wasn't I've Kowalski been, I've been asking the uh, I've been asking the YouTube questions as, they, as they've been coming up. So where I see one that applies to the conversation, that's why I've been interrupting and asking oh, the well, questions it's just there. In the show notes. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Why don't, you ask, why don't you ask Kowalski's question, Trev? Since you nope. have it up. Nope. It wasn't done right. Not doing it. Fair really? Enough. I I can't argue with uh, your your logic, uh, Ken. That was Trevor who did that. Remember, not me. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right, let's get on to the main topic, there, folks, and that is prepping and packing for a match. Now, the suggester of this topic is prepping and packing for a match tonight. So, really, it's his way of doing his own mental checklist for what he needs for his three gun match this weekend. But Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to get going. Um, based on the list, you know, no, actually, I'm going to let you Kelly can, go first. While she's st- no, no, You're let's go with Kelly not. first. No, yeah. no, Ipsic first. No, Kelly. I, I wrote as, it down. You can do whatever as, you want to. As the lead host, go first, please. We want you to talk before you fall over. <laughs> You're getting <laughs> all over. All right. So if you want to prepare, if you want to prep for our maple seed, what you should do is so. Obviously, you're going to come to a Maple Seed event and you're going to register for an event that's in your area. What you need to do when you're registering is before you actually, you know, pay us the money is you need to read what is exactly on the link for that event. So some of the events, I know it's like, anyways, some of the events themselves are either just Rimfire events or they are open to Centerfire as well. You need to know that information before you register for it. Um, that's the biggest thing. The other thing that I would suggest before you actually, in order to prep for an event is join the official Facebook page as well as this discussion group. Cause if you go into the discussion group, there are um, challenges that you actually shoot every week and you can actually see what your baseline is as well. So uh, that'll prep you for the event itself. The other thing is do some Google foo. Uh, like you can go to YouTube and look at the, all the, uh, YouTube events, so, sorry, YouTube videos that we have for events. Um, yeah. Rick, Rick's on, got a good one on, uh, on like using the sling and a couple of things yeah. like that that are, that are pretty good. 
Right. So if you don't want to read, what you can do. So prior to that, you can go to Maple Seed Rifleman and go to the um, the the page, the website, and read all about um, Maple Seed and what you need to do, what you need to bring, uh, and that as well. But you can actually go to the website um, and then also go to YouTube and look at the videos as well. So as you said, Rick has some great videos out there. So for example, there's videos on how to make a sling uh, or how to actually use a sling as well. You can use, look at what, op what optics are best for you um, and also what you need to bring as well. So those are all things that you need to do uh, as well as shoot the challenges as well. Those challenges are going to get you to where your baseline is. And then when you attend an event, you'll be able to actually um know new, what go ahead new drinking game every time you say as well listeners take a shot oh great uh, <laughs> and uh practicing using your sling so buy a sling use it uh shoot it in either uh seated or kneeling or prone positions uh practice for your make changes you don't even have to actually have ammo for that you can practice your make changes um and prior to events uh, you can take your rifle to the range and you can zero it in at 25 meters because that's what we are actually shooting at at a maple seed. Uh, test your ammo. That's always a great uh, thing as well. Just figure out what hammer you want to bring. Some ammo works better in different rifles than that too. So yeah, that's, um, that's, that's about it. I know that there's, yeah. So. So who's next? I think Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Jump in. Let's talk Ipsic. What do you need? Now, um, a rule book. Like, what do I take to the match? Uh, what, what exactly? I missed the the exact wording of the question when I was getting my range back. What do you, do you prep for? Not, you, not what do you pack? What do you prep? How do you prep for an Ipsic? How do I prep for an Ipsic? Yep. How do I prep? Yeah, okay. So how do I prep for an Ipsic match? Um, I reread the rules. Get no. your lawyer hat on. <laughs> now, um, uh, come on, Adriel. Don't be don't be making fun of Ipsic. That's not it's not fair. I'm just poking. Um, let's it's understandable, see. but it's not nice. How do I prep for an Ipsic match? I don't know, guys. Uh, the, the question just doesn't. I mean, I, I grab my kit and I go to the range. What do you mean? How do I? Prep? What do you do the day before? Do you do anything the day before? I make sure that. Um, what, so nothing. No, I get up. That's I okay. Get up. Nothing. Okay, <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, yeah. uh, we were talking this week, and you were co commenting about that you're getting ready to go to a black badge, and you had to actually take the time to pack your stuff because last week you went to the black badge and you you missed something important, like what was it, an ammo bag yeah. or something. Yeah, you that's had right. I left without my ammo bag. Yeah. So, so okay. So how do I prep for a match? Well, that's one of the things I do is I make a list of all the things I need to get me through the match. Now it's different for me because I'm a match director, so there's a lot of things that. You know, but let's say I'm traveling to Captain Andy's for the weekend for an Ipsic match. First thing I'm going to make sure I have is a bottle of scotch. That's number one. Um, then I'm going to make sure I have some Tums because we're going to eat some spicy food. Okay, all kidding aside, uh, I make sure that all of my kit is in order in my range bag. I make sure that my timer has a battery in it, that my electronic hearing protection batteries aren't dead or dying and that I have spares. I make sure that I have um, 
Oh, my rule book, my registration certificates, my contact lenses are packed because I wear eye protection instead of my glasses. So I got to make sure I've got that sorted out. I make sure my pistols are clean, especially now that I run 1911s. I mean, that's one of the secrets is to keep your um, keep your guns clean so that you don't have malfunctions at a match. Uh, I may check certain things like extractor tensions. I may inspect the gun. Um I load my mags. I make sure my mags are loaded because when I get to the range, it's one less thing I have to worry about. My mags are loaded. I take them out of my range, my ammo bag. When I get to the line, put them on my belt and get ready to shoot. I have a, a cart with a seat built into it that I bring with me everywhere I go. It has a water bottle on the side, so I always make sure I've got fresh water in that. Um, in that cart, I make sure I've got staples for the stapler and... Uh, I've got a little towel in there. I also make sure that I have wet wipes. Some people have the D-lead wipes or whatever. And that's it. Cool. All righty. Um, Adriel, three gun. Uh, well, th- there's a couple of things that I'll do. And it's it's primarily because I'm, I'm so busy with work and life in between matches that I sometimes I don't get, make it out to the range. I have, I have no time for practice. And uh, if I go straight from match one month to match the next month, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's rusty, especially like early on in the morning. Uh, so I'll uh, I'll practice uh, quad loads. I'll just get that uh, back going. Um, just getting a little bit more practice, uh, tucking that that shotgun in. I, I load weekend, so I use my left hands to uh, stroke shells in there. Um, just grabbing them off the belt, making sure I'm okay with the tension, that kind of thing. Um, I'll do a little bit of uh, dry fire practice on my pistol. That's just drawing that kind of thing, seeing that I can... Uh, pull up my hand on target, make sure that my, my grip is good. Um, and then I'll check tension on my uh, on all my gear. Uh, so my mag pouches, what's the tension on those? Is it too loose? Is it too uh, tight? Uh, my holster, I'll check tension on that. In three-gun, You're it's a dynamic sport. You're running potentially with a pistol that's in your holster. And uh, having that pistol like pop out is uh, unacceptable because <laughs> having it drop means that you're you're DQ'd. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll check those, um, kind of like day before kind of a thing. Cool. All right. Um, so uh, like for service, a lot of the same things that you guys already mentioned, um, check your kit, use, use clean guns. There's no prize. You don't get extra points. If you've shot the match with a dirty gun and you didn't have any malfunctions, but if you get malfunctions because your gun wasn't maintained, wasn't lubed, you know, it, it blows. So Take, take a little bit of time and do that. None of the guns that we use for these events take a lot of effort to keep reasonably clean. Uh, check to make sure your mags function and feed. Make sure they drop out of your gun. A little test of that. Check your kit, like like Adriel said. Um, it's not a bad idea because in-service rifle, we do have to do running. So it's a good idea to put your kit on and with some loaded mags and run around in your backyard to make sure the mags are going to stay in the pouches. As if you if you go down the range and you're you're spraying magazines behind you, um, you will be ridiculed um, a lot, and you won't shoot very much because your ammo's gone. Um, and then you know just just like normal stuff that you might not think of, take something if you're going to a match, take something to write on, take a pen so you can take notes and stuff. Um, make oh back to mags. <laughs> make sure your mags are labeled, Brian. numbered. What well, yes. That, there you go. See? One, two, yeah. three, four, five paint pens and two Sharpies. Exactly. Not and, necessary. And always bring extra because there's always that guy. There oh, is. That I don't. Guy. I don't have a pen. Well, yeah. you know, for sure, you're gonna need that. Um, then 
you know, pack things you're going to need for the day, like pack water, being hydrated at any event. It helps you think clearly and makes you do less dumb stuff. That's important. Take some snacks. Same thing. Um, just because just because it's not sunny out and you're not sweating doesn't mean that you don't need to stay hydrated. The rule of thumb for hydration is if you're not peeing, you're not drinking enough. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, and by the same token, take some snacks because we get hangry in, in the middle of the day. If we don't. True. I'm hangry right now. Yeah. Well, you were. Yeah. But nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Aren't you always hangry? Take, take some take some sunscreen, too, because uh, we do tend to. We like to shoot in. We're not all maple cedars. Some of us like to shoot in the sun. So it's good to have something to pre- present yourself from getting uh, burnt and that kind of stuff. Uh Take a hat. Take. Make sure you've got your safety glasses. Make sure your pro is 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 running uh, and, and working. Um, for most matches, you will get a kit list from the organizer. Read the dang kit list. It's there for you. Yep. It's it's a bit of an intelligence test. It's a bit. It it's really a bit is. of a. It's also a bit of an effort test. It if is you are that not too. making the effort to at least read the kit, I'm as as someone who's helping to run the match. I don't really feel like helping you out if you're not willing to make the effort to help yourself. That's that, that comes down to that. So uh, that's kind of all, all of it. Um, definitely practice with your mags and your poaches so that you know how they work and that you can actually reach them properly. So you can do mag changes properly in an event. Yeah. I s- ran into that problem last year where things didn't go well. Um, and don't be afraid to try a new kit, but if you can try it before the event, it's always better to learn ahead of time. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, if you're running an event where you need a sling to sling your rifle, make sure your sling is actually attached because if your sling isn't properly attached, gravity works and that that's not good. Uh, check to make sure your optic is zeroed um, so that you know where you're starting from, that kind of thing. That's, that's always important. Bring enough ammo plus a little bit more because it's always better to bring some home that you didn't use than to go, oh, I'm out. That's yeah. a problem. So you don't, don't bring a ton. Don't bring double. Don't feel that you have to break yourself financially to just go to a match, but bring a little extra. I, I bring double to all of them. Yeah. I try and do that too. Yeah. Well, it, it depends on this type of match. Like you don't get reshoots. Action shooting matches get reshoots. Right. So, yes, that's true. Yeah. 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 The only time we, I really get into using extra ammo is if there's a tie shoot and we have to have a shoot off. So yeah, that makes sense. All right. I, I think that's about it for, for service servicey type stuff. I can't think of anything else. Cool. cool. Is that for prep or packing or both kind, kind of, of kind of both kind of combine the two. I mean, really cool. for prep for any type of shooting sport, your prep shouldn't be just happening just before the match. It should kind of yeah. be happening throughout, you know, the season getting, getting ready. You should be doing your dry fire practice. You should be getting to the range and doing live fire practice, that kind of stuff. You should be reading over courses of fire if they're available. So you can, you know, have a, a mental picture in your, in your head of what you're getting into and drink a pile of whiskey bef- like the night before the match. No. Never a good idea. <laughs> Never. Filthy, filthy went and posted that on some Facebook conversation. We were having a group of us not too long ago. He said, I have no idea how, how he can drink so much yet perform so well the next day on the range. And, and my answer is practice. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's oh, yeah. like, well, even with practice, if, if I'm like, like a bad morning 
a lot falls apart. Does it doesn't matter? I got to get there. I got to do stuff, so I just do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. To be fair, Trevor. Trevor didn't just learn to shoot hungover. Trevor's learned to just function in general hungover. <laughs> that's that's one of the things you learn at post secondary education. <laughs> you learn yeah. how to function. Yeah, you need to hungover. function in a constant state of only about seventy percent. Some days thirty percent. So that, that, that's just a life skill. Now, we do highly recommend that you stop drinking in sufficient time to be sober by the time you get to the match. Yeah. don't yeah. You don't want to still Pro be. Tips. Pro no, tips. Pro tips. I mean, as an RO, if you come to the line, you smell like liquor. It's my prerogative to throw you off the uh, range. Uh, in fact, it's probably your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. Don't be. Don't be that guy who's yeah. just hammered. And now we have to watch out for red bloodshot eyes now that weed is legal this summer. Oh, it won't be ready Not for the this summer. Day. Come on. They're going to push it. Who said anything about the next day? That morning, maybe, but who's going to do that? <laughs> I've been behind oh. a car leaving the range where they were blazing up. I'm sure they probably blazed on the <laughs> way, too. The range. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. arriving at the range. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool. just saying. People. Could happen. Yeah. Could. All right. Cool. I think we've killed that main topic. Um, have we got any YouTube? Can I, can, I, can I talk about my package? Did I not talk? No. What? Quite sure he oh, had yes. a turn. Go I ahead. Had a turn for the prep. I didn't have a turn for the packing. I put them differently in the show notes. Board. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see everybody anything. else. Come on. Everybody <laughs> just kind of did everything all at once. Okay, go ahead. I, I got a whole list here. Okay, Adriel uh, wants to talk more. Come folks. from. <laughs> Snuck up on you. <laughs> uh, see, if that would have been there like before, I wouldn't have looked at you guys like a deer in the headlights, dumbfounded. I don't I don't know how to answer this question. There's not enough guidance. The notes have been there since the start of the show. We coach you on. Adriel, can you start talking, please? please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know what you guys do for, for your bin. Like I, I'm using a bin right now to uh, to take to the range rather than a range bag just because I hate organizing things. I like throwing everything in a big bucket because uh, that's what that's the way I like to end the day. Um, this is what I take to uh, to every match. And as uh, this as is a toolkit for those who aren't watching. Yeah, yes. sorry, a clear organizer. Um, it's got my uh, my range certs in it. it. It's got stuff that I don't really want to crack into, but I might have to. So right. um, uh, registration certificates, uh, pencils, screwdrivers, markers, multi-tools, backup earplugs. I already have earplugs in with my iPro. Uh, knife, Allen keys, gun oil, squib rod. This is like something's gone wrong and i have to i have to deal with it anyways some guys will take like a full toolkit i, I take a, a smaller one just because yeah i prefer to keep it a little bit more compact um I, I have tools with me that i lend out a lot i fortunately don't often have to use them on my own gun now knock wood i don't often so but yeah go ahead. <laughs> yeah it's it's nicer to have them and need and and need them than to uh yeah, not exactly. have to need them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a GoPro and batteries, uh, especially the batteries. Uh, I like to record all my shoots. Now, uh, some guys don't record all their shoots. I, I record my stuff, not necessarily to post it. Yeah, like I, I, I post a lot of my stuff. But even if I didn't post it, I would still record it because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the stage that you forget. And every once in a while, there's there's something that goes down on a stage where you're like, I don't know if that was me or the RO called that wrong or what happened. And having some video backup of it is super important to 
seeing maybe what you did wrong or seeing what went wrong on the stage. Um, I, my Ipsic one is a good example. I had a magazine drop out of my pistol. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hit it in there hard enough. Right. And watching the replay and watching, uh, watching the time it took me to figure out what had gone wrong. It's like, I can do that faster. So like the, the self-improvement factor of that is, is important. That's why I like the GoPro because, um, the third, the third party camera thing is, is good for, for some things. You can see what you're doing. The, the on the head GoPro is excellent because you can see what you're thinking. You can see yourself moving around right. and kind of, kind of get, get yourself in, in your head. Right. Cool. What, what proportion of shooters have uh, a camera mounted 50, 50. Yeah. In I Ipsic, really? Ipsic, bro, for sure. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How many people have little Chinese made hat mounted cameras that they just bolt them right to the peak of their hat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be like a, a like hat mount or something on. like that. No, 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 bolted to the hat. Oh, the interesting. Mount, the mount, yeah. they literally put holes through the peak, and they bolt the mount to the peak, and then the camera snaps in out of the mount. Oh, I should do that. That would be way lower and way, way tighter. It, it really is good, Adriel, and it's more consistent. And hmm. I've got a, I've got like a head strap one for uh, for my GoPro. Um, anyways, yeah, great, great idea to uh, to make sure that you record what happens i would say in three gun it's like 10 percent. 10 percent of shooters uh, are running a, a head mount really? of some kind but um a lot of people record with the cameras those are good too because you can you can get most of it in the in the shot yeah um, and you, you can get your footwork and that sort of stuff too like yeah how you've you entered either a person, person shuffling left. or like doing the little like like backwards skip was like oh man you can go with way faster than that that's a bs yep. there yeah yep. it's probably good to have both if you can get it yeah yeah yeah, it was at SummerSlam. Brian guys will show up with the hat-mounted camera and the other camera on a tripod, and they'll put it in the corner of the stage, hit play, go to the arrow, run, and do this. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the I like the head mount and the the chase with the uh, with the phone camera. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's all about um, capturing stuff that you're doing during the stage, not to capture a good stage, but ca- to capture. When things go wrong, what did you do wrong? What was your reaction to um, a failure or to something that happened that you need to improve next time? Well, but don't forget to use it as a tool to reinforce what you did well. Like, look, don't just I'm not wired. I'm not wired that way. I'm wired. At, at, like, if I do well, I don't want to watch any of the footage. I want to watch the footage where I did something wrong and I want to fix it because, like, it's all around reflection and self-improvement. I'm... I don't need the pat on the back that like, oh, that was a good stage. I need like the, I did this wrong. And it's like, okay, what do I got to do for that then next time? But that's just how I'm wired. Some guys might look at, might, might look at their footage and be like, yeah, crush that one. Mm, yeah. I th- yeah. I, again, I think you may be, uh, you, you may be missing my point. It's, it's not so much a pat on the back, but just like, oh, okay, that did go well. I should do that more. Or, I see, or especially yeah, yeah. especially if you have done it wrong, and then you can go back and say, oh, because before I did it this way, and this time I did it this way, the second time was not as good as the first mm-hmm. time I should go back to the first time. Or you may be trying two different things. What works better? Uh, having a video. Or makes- improvement from dry fire or something like that, where yeah. it's like you've, you've done that. something, now you have your match-to-match performance to, uh, compared. That's really good, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll bring gloves. I'll bring like uh, two sets of gloves. I got like one like thinner style, like these mechanics ones are, are, are good if it's cold, really cold. And uh, you need to wear gloves while you're while you're shooting your match. 
I run even in minus 25, I'll run bare hands because mm. the difference between gloved hands and, and bare hands is, is just too much for me. So, oh, um, yeah, especially with loading shotgun and stuff, I would, yeah, yeah I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll run bare hands and just freeze my hands. No, well, <laughs> and then the I'll, I'll have some like nasty work gloves that I've got for like, uh, stage teardowns at the end of the day or, uh, or just warming up or like, honestly, if you're resetting targets at a three gun match or an Ipsic match, and you're dealing with steel targets, you should be using gloves because you are touching surfaces that are covered in lead. And, yeah. uh, you should be using gloves for that kind of stuff and not like coating your hands up like all over the day. You just yeah. reminded me. I, I went back for my blood tests. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. How are you doing? Well, I don't know. It's probably going to be null and void because I was told not to do anything. So I took like a full three months off. No reloading, no shooting. And then I shot two indoor matches with questionable ventilation. Mm. Not questionable, but not exactly the latest, greatest state-of-the-art stuff. So I'm curious to see. And then I had a couple of... Then I had the black badge match. Or not match, but course. Anyway, it'll probably be a few weeks before I get my... Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, work gloves, uh, shotgun chokes for, cause for three gun chokes are really important. <laughs> I actually designed a stage where choke selection would be really important. And I forgot my chokes at home. Oh, really? <laughs> so I got uh, screwed on my own stage. <laughs> a certain amount of po- poetic justice uh, to that. Oh it? yeah. Yeah. Very poetic justice. Uh, like, oh man, I only have, I see. Well, I guess I'm going to run that. And I, I got hosed on, um, I pro ear pro, um, I've got mags in like a, a pouch. This is like a folding pouch with the uh, pistol mags on the bottom and rifle mags on the top. Just kind of like rips open with Velcro. Um, yeah. this, is, this is nice because I can just feel this thing. Yep. This is there. These mags are all loaded and they're all ready to rock and roll. And just by feel, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, a bunch of water. I yeah. mean, that, 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 yeah, that depends on how hot, like if the day is super hot, you need a, garbage a little water if it's like only kind of cold then you still need quite a bit of water right yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah water is super important you made a comment about you you used to just abandon you just chuck everything in it throw that in your car and that kind of stuff yep. ridiculous and i i i am super organized with my kit at the start of the day but quickly my car becomes the bin <laughs> just yeah yeah towards, towards the end of the day everything's like all over the place oh, so yeah, i just yeah, figure yeah. i will oh, stack terrible. it nicely in this bin but I've just got like one of these guys here and uh, it's fine. I, I I suffer from a, a problem of always not packing my organized bag the same way every time. So it, oh, it becomes a jumble. I have not really developed a system. I could do that better. I totally could, but eh, I fail. I end up I like some of the days I end up grabbing random stuff like at, at the match coming up i'm going to be grabbing a couple of extra tablets or timers or prizes or all these other things that i need to bring out to the match and uh, having the bin is nice because i just chuck it in and it's one size it's easy to pack in a truck or a jeep or a whatever for uh, uh carpooling out to the range um yeah, I mean, like we're, we're usually carpooling out there. Uh, the, the, our, our range is 45 minutes out of town. It, it, it'd be silly to have a bunch of people drive their own vehicles out. So we typically yep. carpool three guys and uh, just a bunch of gear. And and that'll be the yeah. same for if I drive to a three-gun match out in Saskatchewan. Yeah, we're carpooling. If I go out to one in Prince George, yeah, we're carpooling. So it's, you know, it's, it's nice to have it um, in, these, in these kits. I had 
I have a range bag that, that that I don't use anymore simply because it's smaller, but I, and it would always be packed full of stuff and really hard to find stuff. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm really like this, the liking this crappy cheap bin. <laughs> um, one of, one of the things that I run into as, as a bit of a struggle is I put as much stuff in my car, like ahead of time the, the night before that kind of thing. Um, but there's always some stuff I don't want to put in my car, like say my lunch that I'm going to heat up in the morning before I mm-hmm. go. Um, I don't like to store my locked up firearms in my car overnight. I'd rather have them in the house. Right. And I, like I went to an event at Milcom the other, the other weekend and I was sitting there in the classroom in the morning and I went, I had this panic. Oh my gosh. I, I left my guns on the counter in, in the kitchen. I didn't bring them. Oh my God. So it wasn't until I got to the break that I could go to my car and check. And Oh yeah, I did throw throw them in the car, but definitely putting my stuff in a spot where I'm going to basically trip over it on the way out the door so that I can't forget it is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. If I just leave stuff somewhere else, it's gone. I, I will not bring yeah. it. That's what I'm doing tonight, Brian, um, because I leave tomorrow from work, come here, get the guns, and then head to Woodstock for the black badge. There's going to be piles of stuff by the door tonight because I don't have yes. time to do it tomorrow. So then I'll just... I'll check my list tonight because if I don't make a list, I forget stuff because, yeah. So when I get home tomorrow, everything by the door will get thrown in the truck and then maybe even the list will get checked again. Yeah. yeah. You, you just, have to. You have to yeah. make a list. and, and, and keep Especially up. if you're a match director because it's... Oh, God, yeah. You're, you, you're taking things. As soon as I change my routine, yep. something is yep. forgotten. Like, yeah, no, totally. Uh, we, were, we were taking somebody else's car to a meeting one time when my laptop bag stayed home. If I would have been, because it was probably in my truck and I probably left it in my truck so I wouldn't forget it, right? Like, yep. I've had somebody's box of experimental targets, uh, projectiles in my truck since the last time I was supposed to go to Woodstock. I didn't bother taking them out for fear of forgetting to put them back in the truck. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Oh, I, I'm bad for that. If, if I, um, if say my car is at the garage, I will never remember to take my range keys out of it. So then I'm hooped until I get my car back because my range keys stay in the car. So I always have them with me. I, don't want to the solution to that problem is to get rid of your ford and uh yeah i did well oh, no uh, my wife has it now so fair enough cool. yeah, fair yeah. Enough. anyway um or combo locks well combo locks are, are yeah. a beautiful thing but my key i'm re- really meant the keys to the gate to the oh. uh, that's the range keys yeah yeah so you guys got to go to the uh the past thing the no touch pass thing. Yeah, because we have millions of dollars at our ranges. No, wait, we don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, let's let's not. I don't even. We don't even have hydro near. You have a twenty dollar guest fee, Adriel. That's how you can afford that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and you know what, Adriel, the pass key. I would still forget the pass key. So that's yeah. No, that's yeah. I. Yeah. Mine's, Just, mine's, do stuff. I, I leave mine draped over the edge of my bin so I don't forget it. It's always sitting draped over. So I, if I look at the edge of the bin, it's like there's no pass there. Right. But it's always in the bin. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, long, long story short, keep yeah, all make your it short green stuff. Into a two-hour show. It's, oh. it's, we're there. We're there, Trevor. <laughs> we're all right. There. Cool. Okay. Okay. Now, let's get to the listener uh, feedback from YouTube. Do we have any uh, questions that we can uh, answer? I, I have, I've been kind of keeping an eye, but I haven't seen a whole lot. All right. Stand by. Uh, let's see. We got jokes, jokes. Um, filthy says, are we supposed to post questions? Okay. 
How awesome is it that I now own a long branch? That's Filthy's question. Who would like to take that one? I think it's fairly awesome. Uh, All right. Yeah. Good. You? Yeah. Like, like out of 10, like a nine and a half. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I told my wife if she washed her hands, she could touch my long branch. Hmm. Rifle. Rifle. Yep. Yes. Good one, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So Richard, okay. Do- Richard Doherty asks, has anyone used a Steyr with Chevron sights? I bought a 9mm with them. Yes, I had one. Um, I had extraction issues. They sent me a new extractor, a new spring, a new plunger, the whole nine yards, and it still wouldn't extract, and I tried various types of ammo, and in the end, they said, oh, well, you have to use factory ammo. Oh, well, all my other guns shoot reloads fine, so if your gun will only function with factory premium ammo, your gun is not the gun for me. The sights were awesome. I did not have an issue with them. They gave a really cool uh, sight picture. Cool. Can you can you quickly describe that sight picture, Trev? Oh, okay, so they're called Chevron sights. So what you have is you have a triangular-shaped front sight and a triangular-shaped rear sight, and you put one triangle inside the other triangle, and you still have light that goes around the front triangle between the rear triangle, okay. just like you have a front post and a rear notch, and you line up the post so it's got an equal amount of light on both sides while centered in the rear notch, where you center the front triangle and the rear triangle. Cool. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Let's see. What if I also want a t-shirt with my donation? So Sharp97, if you're talking about the charity shoot, I don't remember anyone ever saying there were t-shirts available. No. Um, What kind of t-shirts? Like Slamfire t-shirts? Well, there was a a charity shoot t-shirt last year. I believe, and maybe the year before. I don't know. Yeah, there was. Cool. Uh, Filthy's got a question here. Uh, He's on behalf of Mr. Kowalski. What's the various house favorite bolt action rifle? And if you could have one prohibited rifle, what would it be? My favorite bolt action platform is probably, oh God, I don't know. I really like the Mauser action. Um, I like the Tika, the Seiko, but I mean, yeah, Brian, um, um, pretty much anything left-handed th- at this point is what I'm after because there's not that much. Of it. Um, I, it's funny though. I was thinking today about um adding to my Milserpy side of the collection and getting a a pattern 1917 or yeah a 1917 sometime, maybe we'll see. It's still a right-handed rifle, so that becomes a more of a liability to me. Adriel? Savage 10. I really like that. Uh, mm. that mm-hmm. and, uh, it's not like the ultimate action, but it's good for the price. It's good for the price of uh, manufacture. Yeah. Kels, favorite bolt? I don't know. Uh, actually, Savage Mark 2. Ooh, yeah. Not a, not yeah. a bad choice. Not yep. a bad choice. It's available in Lefty, so it's, it's on the it list. It is, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, if we could have one prohibited rifle, what would it be? Stairog. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Love the 90s stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably uh, MP5. It's not really a rifle. It's a submachine gun pistol caliber. Uh, well, actually, since I'm on a um, Milsurp kick, the heck with it, man. A Thompson machine gun from World War II. Whatever model that is, A, whatever. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. I, I'm thinking of foul, but I don't know. I mean... 
Remember, it's a prohibited rifle in Canada, so that means we're not allowed to use them. Right? Well, I think the question implies if we were allowed to have it. Oh, yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> All right. Um, we got, uh, speaking of lead, how's Trevor's blood levels? Uh, third test done, waiting for results. Um, and then Blacksmith and Gamer says, are Ferlachi courses booking dates? No, unfortunately. We only have the availability for one two-day class this year. Um, well, you got to ask where it is and where well, it is. Maybe. No, because I know I'm not available. <laughs> so. Um, well, you have the Alberta, but you also have the charity shoot one as well. Which is full. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Un- unfortunately, yeah. Blacksmith and Gamer, other than those two, there will not be any other ones this year. Okay. Um, unless. But, but I, think, I think probably looking forward to, say, next year. How many people, how many students do you need roughly to make it worthwhile to do one? Because you don't always have to do them in Alberta, I assume. Yeah. Right. So, um, anywhere there's gophers, it's hard to, it's hard to pull it off with less than 10 per class. Okay. Good. Okay. There you go. All right. Cool. Um, let's get on to regular old feedback. I'll take the first one or actually the only one. From Tommy, I shot a groundhog yesterday and it was 24 degrees out. Now it's just above zero. Does this mean winter is coming? Is it all my fault? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, you just, Tommy, you just experienced spring number five for 2018. Oh. Um, and then it went back to winter. That's okay. Um, but yes, it's, it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. Just, just assume that it's all your fault. That's it. All right, listener feedback, which is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com to check out their great supply of both inside and outside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code SLAMFIRE, all one word, at checkout to save 10% off your order. Might have to be all caps, too, I, I believe. Yeah, all caps, all one work. word. Yeah. yeah, if it doesn't work, try all caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good idea. All righty. Um, Adriel, do you want to take this one? From David, I was listening to episode 255 as I got off work this morning. And as an individual who has been interested in adding a comp, I was intrigued about this video that was described. Something about a shooter with a compensator on his Glock who got a brass case stuck in the top port. I have been unable to find this. Could you send me the link, please, David? Uh, David, it will be on the Canada, uh, sorry, the Facebook group for Canada Three Gunners. So, Go join in over there. It's it's, it's the guy who's posting the videos. So uh, that's his video. Cool. Um, if you would like to send an email to the show, send it to slamfireradio at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. iTunes reviews. We have one from Ovats from the US. Let's see. Uh, great podcast review. Although I listened to your podcast on Stitcher Radio, I've Come to iTunes to leave a review. Good for you, because that's a lot of work. You guys always seem to mention it, and nobody ever leaves one. So I'll just say this. You guys have a great show. I look forward to its release every week. I like that you actually talk about guns and not politics a lot, like a lot of podcasts these days. Keep up the good work. And Kelly's dogs apparently are I was eating themselves. Yeah, like if your dogs are going to vomit to death, mute your mic. I've been throwing was. things at them. Sorry. <laughs> Just to get them to be quiet. They're fine. What did you do Thursday? I got drunk on a podcast and <laughs> with my dogs. 
Awesome. All righty. Shout outs. We got any shout outs, folks? To Trevor? the CCFR for saving Mother's Day. Making me look good. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. We have well we have three matches planned um, on summer on uh, Mother's Day, and people are going on about it. I'm like, hey, free registration really? for mothers. What do you What do you want? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, I, have Have you got a shout out? Yeah, I do. I have one for Philadelphia of Odell Engineering. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, we had a few youth shooters on the line this week, and and they supplied the ammo for us. That was awesome. But I also wanted to say happy birthday to Rick Kedebeck as well. It's his birthday yeah. today. So, yay! Happy birthday. Nice. I am going to shout out Corey McMillan and Rick Kedebeck. Nice try, fellas. Better luck next time. What's that about? Oh, they were trying to get me to sign up for every rimfire precision match and Corey was saying well you better do that brian because it's the only way you're going to win a match uh, against or oh. uh, and trevor's not so uh, i don't know it didn't make wow. a lot of sense to me but whatever it's, hey, it's all good yeah uh, brian, do you want to actually tell trevor where you are on the leadership they have a new thing about the leaderboard yeah i'm second on the leaderboard yeah you don't are. don't don't even care uh, I know. Like I, I, first. I as I explained as I explained to Corey, Trevor and I aren't competing head to head. So it really, it's no, really hard not. to no. it's really hard to to, to one up each other. To cre- yeah, to create a rivalry on the uh, Yeah. And as I, I explained, I, if we get into action sports or archery, Trevor is gonna smoke me. Just yeah. I, I think what it basically though he may be getting at is just in total who wins our matches on weekends. So like when we come, when we come to work on Thursday night, you know, if you won and I didn't, eh. yeah. if I won and you didn't, yeah. 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 It is. Maybe that, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think we've, we've both decided that each other's matches don't matter. So if, if the other person wins, oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we have that level of hatred. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> heart, heart filled with hate. It's all about the right time and the right guy in the right place. Yeah. That's what our friendship is based on. Mutual hatred. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that's correct, Trevor? I would say so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's well. It's. I mean, it's. It's always kept in balance and in check. So the fisticuffs haven't had to happen yet. So yeah, we both know we'll go right to the beer. <laughs> yeah. Skip. Skip this part. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, Patreon supporters. Uh, at this point, we are at ninety-two. Ninety-two Patreonies. I love it. Yes. Let's see. And we have a new one, Martin R and Jesse D. F for five five six. Uh, let's see. Patreon supporters should have received patches in the mail. Adriel, have you been sending out patches? Yeah, we yeah. even we even Instagrammed it. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I don't I don't do the Instagram, so I wouldn't know. So. There you go. Really, you need to get on Instagram. Nope, I spend too much time on social media as it is. Ask my wife. You just take <laughs> pictures of what you're going to eat and you post it on there. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Apparently, I'm eating 1911s and typhoons. I'm really too hungry to stop to take pictures of my food. I just want to get to the eating of the food. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. All right, listeners, we're going to sign off. Please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. Check us out on gun owners of Canada and like us on Facebook. We have 1887 likes at this point. I think I checked today. Really? Yeah. Something like that. 1887 1,888 likes. 1,888. 1,888. I love it. All righty. That's it, guys. Let's let's everybody say goodbye, and then we'll go. Goodbye. Everybody say goodbye. Everybody say goodbye.
Everybody take a look. Night, everyone. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.